Welcome back to another episode of the Who You Know Show podcast, where what you know is important, but who you know can make all the difference in your business, career, relationships, and life. My name is Trevor Houston, and on this show, you'll learn the strategy, grit, and mindset it takes to overcome obstacles so you can level up in your career, recover your cash flow, and live the life of purpose that God intended for you. Don't forget to look at the mic drop moments timestamped in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to pay it forward, subscribe, and leave an honest review so we can improve. Thanks for listening. My name is Trevor Houston, and please enjoy this episode of the Who You Know Show. We got Michael freaking Goldberg in the house. What's up, Michael? Hey, how are you? Good to see you. So I did a post about the future, the next five years, and and this was just a a crazy off-the-wall uh, kind of like prediction, right? So here's what I'm seeing. Okay. Companies are going to go remote. Okay. So all of these high rises, these big gone. buildings and all that I stuff. Agree. Oh yeah. Well, they won't be gone, but what will end up happening is Nox. these will be turned into residential. Residential. Multi-use they will, they will convert think? it. Yeah. They'll convert these into apartments and condos. It's going to be like Tokyo where people are living on top of each other. These are going to be super like Dallas. The population in Dallas is going to go through the roof. Right, but is could this like let's say this studio, that studio, and the one next door, or maybe all the way down on this side could be one apartment. It could be. Yeah, I was watching the Whoa. news and they were talking about uh, a mall that they're converting into like living. They're converting the mall in the United States, or y- yeah, I, I can't remember where it was, but I was watching the news and I was like, "Yep, here you go." You think about it: commercial real estate becomes residential real estate. What does that do to the residential market? What does that do to the housing market? Think about it. That's an interesting oh. question. Think about it. Ooh. Because what happens is, is there's so much commercial real estate, right? Here. That that what does that do to rental? Rental actually will drop. You think the rental rates rental, will drop? Rental will drop the, because the there will be so homes. much available. You'll be able to rent homes for cheaper. You'll be able to rent in a big sky rise of a, a building for less because all of a sudden now we're going to have a, a higher supply. Now, a buddy of mine, he moved out of an apartment into a, I don't know what the square footage of the house is, and... He said he's paying eight fifty less for the house than for what he paid for in the apartment. Things are things are whacked, right? It, it is. It's going to be flipped. It's going. Things are going to go a little wonky. But you but know what? We're, so my prediction was this. Okay. I went. I went way far off the deep end, and I said, you know what? Right now, Zoom's the big thing, right? But Zoom will in the future will be an app on a VR system. Okay. Yes. We'll be networking, and we'll all be plugged into the VR. It's going to be the Matrix. It okay. Will. You'll get your food delivered. And there are some companies that are doing that to experience the workplace. And I've seen it in action. I want to say, who was it? Adidas? It was It was somebody that was in South by Southwest a few years ago where you wore virtual reality. Dear Lord, let's get us back to normal. I don't want to be in the matrix. We'll be autoimmune robot. Hey, uh, audience, red pill or blue pill? If you, if you ever well, watched the matrix. I just don't want to wake yeah, up in a pod and have those plugs in. Oh, in the plugs. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. I don't want that. What there. was your favorite Matrix movie? Which one? One, two, or three? One. Three, I always kind of blew it off because I heard it was awful. But I heard, but I watched it and I actually enjoyed it better than two. Mm. One two was good because it was a new idea. All right, we're still going down that rabbit hole. Next, follow the white this, rabbit. So I know you have some stuff going on, right, Michael? I do. I do. What I would like to do real quick for our audience you got a, a, a hiring expert over here from the talent acquisition industry. I want you to really plug in with some questions. 
let's get your questions and put them here in front of Michael live and put him on blast. Do you remember uh, Johnny Carson? He did Karnak. So yeah. here, here we go. I'm going to do my first, my first prediction. Recruiters stink. Oh, they're ghosting you still? Gosh. Wow. If there are any recruiters listening out there, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get off your, you know what? And once yeah, you yeah. start calling people back, I am sick and tired of the oh, excuses. Man. Oh, but we're overworked and we have less resources. You know what? You have a heart. You have a brain. Reach out to the people who are wanting you, uh, who are wanting to come work for your organization. And I'll say this with all the tough love in my heart. Recruiting has become worse since COVID started. We thought ghosting was bad now. When I talk to my job seeking clients, half of them just go, why can't, why can't recruiters respond to us? Can Why I can't jump in on that? You may. I'm a recruiter. Guys, oh my God, I'm getting beat up. So if we connect with someone and we make them think that we have an interest in them, we've spent a little bit of time with them, guys, they deserve to be called back. I understand we cannot call everybody back. I understand that. But the ones that we have contacted and we've built somewhat of a rapport with, guys, we need to call them back, let them know something. Absolutely. All right. I got a question here for you, Michael. Are yes, recruiters annoyed when you try and email the hiring manager directly? Should the recruiter be CC'd? It depends how, what the relationship you have with that recruiter. Good point. Um, but I would say this, uh, if you're not getting anywhere with the recruiter and you're connected some way to the actual hiring manager, you're able to get down. There's nothing wrong with going straight to the hiring manager. However, if the recruiter has initiated the conversation, Let's say you want to maintain that relationship. It's not that the recruiter's going to, well, they could, they could blow you off and just say, mm, sorry, you know, you went around me. Um, but there's nothing wrong with doing that. I would say if you know the, the person, the hiring manager, reach out to them and just be upfront and honest with the recruiter. Well, I got a question here from Dolores. She says, Peter, how can we help recruiters to feel better about taking a chance on us if we're changing careers? How can we make them feel better about taking a chance on us? Great question, you know, Dolores. It's a great question, Dolores, and you, you've stumped me a little bit. I will say this. Build the relationship with the recruiter first. So, right, again, it's, you don't want to go in, go right for the jugular and say, I'm, you know, I applied for this position. I want the job. Build the relationship over time with the recruiter. Maybe yeah. not in the first iteration of you wanting to be a part of that company in a particular job, but the, but over time, let's say you get passed over, what you can do is send articles of interest to the recruiter. Uh, send them thank you notes. Just check in to say, how are you doing? And you build that relationship, Dolores. Yeah, Good will. recruiter will remember that will. and respond. It's all building value and building trust. With, so what about asking the recruiter, hey, listen, I know it doesn't seem like there's a position for me right now. What other roles do you have that I could bring to my network? You've got 113 people watching. Let's say if everyone went to the recruiter with the targeted companies that they know they want to go work for. Say, Look, I have a network I could introduce you to that would, right. that would solve all of your problems or most of your problems. I got 99 problems, but a job ain't one. A job ain't one. <laughs> All right, we got to get Peter Sharrow's question, guys. Do you recommend the open to work frame on LinkedIn? You know, they some people put O&O. Some people got this new little green, little green thing around their picture that says open to network, open, yeah. to, open for new jobs. What do you think? It's great for recruiters and how they find you, the hashtag yeah, O&O. Here's what I will say. Remember, this is a keyword search. So you Again, recruiters could do hashtag O and O. Um, the other thing, though, is I wouldn't put it in your headline, 
and do not put it in your experience section. Don't put yeah, yourself out yeah. seeking new opportunity as a job on LinkedIn. That, that, that's, yeah, that's just, not good. That's not totally. going to help you. Yeah. Don't put it in your headline. I see that all the time. Yeah. Seeking new opportunity. Don't right. put it in your headline. The headline put, is something that needs to pop. Something correct. that says, okay, yeah, I want to talk to this person. I actually kind of like the, the green bubble. I don't mind the green bubble. Hey, all right, here's a question from Gary uh, uh, Kill, Kilmick. He says, what can I say to a recruiter who is looking for a purple squirrel? Wait, what? say the question again. What can I say to a recruiter who's looking for a purple squirrel? Is or Gary a purple, purple squirrel? Person? I got the answer for you, Gary. Check this out. At the end of your interview, you can say, hey, you know what? I appreciate your time. And, and uh, I learned a lot about the company and all this stuff. And it was, it was great. Appreciate it. Am I the purple squirrel you were looking for? There you go. Just ask. Ask. Say, look, if you're looking for a purple squirrel, you found it. But you think it's a great closing question. That's a good closing question. The other one that I like to give my clients is, hey, we've we've had a good conversation. Uh, I appreciate your time. Is there anything or any questions in your mind that are preventing you from moving me to the next step in the process? Close the deal, man. We're all salespeople in here. Close that deal. Yeah, you got to find out what the objections are. Because they may have that and they may be like thinking, yeah, you yeah. said this. I didn't like that. Right. Now, most of them aren't right. going to say anything. They're going to kind of keep buttoning. But it's a good question because it puts them on the hot seat. Good question. And you get them watching squirming. I've asked that question in interviews. It's fun to watch them squirm. I just tell them, when do I start? How about what is not in the job description that you want to see happen in the next 30, 60, 90 days? Is there anything there that's it's not in the job description. How about asking the question, what did you see in my resume that brought me here today? Like, why am I here in yeah. front of you? Mm-hmm. What did you see? Trends. I got here based off a piece of paper. That's a good question, Trevor. Why am I here? That's what did well, you see? And that's the number one. That's the, look. That's a good question. So the, the biggest thing for me when I'm coaching is your piece of paper has to be lined up enough to get you in or your LinkedIn profile, Hello, whatever. Yeah. It has to be buttoned up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I have discovered is that people do not prepare for interviews. That includes doing the research. That includes having yeah. their list of questions prepared. You really should have, using your phone again, you should be role-playing as, or have, have your significant other, spouse, brother, sister, family, mom, dad, whatever. You give them a set of interview questions that you know we're going to be on there. You look at the responsibilities and pull out what those questions are going to be. And you have somebody ask you and you film it. If you don't have your story at the ready and you're not prepared to answer and tell it, and I always coach to the STAR methodology, tell me what the situation was, what were the tasks that you have to do to kind of line things up, and what were the actions that you took to make it happen, and then tell me what the results are. But not only have your success stories at the ready, have some stories that didn't go around, that didn't, didn't go as planned. I guarantee you a question for at least those at a director level and above will be say, tell me about a time you led a project and it really didn't work out in your favor. And that's all they're going to say. You can either go on a 10-minute soliloquy mm, about something. Or, yeah, or you can go on, you know, a three to four-minute answer using the star method. So the question is, do you know what that company does? If you go to that website to check out why that particular job posting is there. If you know what the company does, you might be able to figure out some things. The best feature is look at the news feature. If that's not well populated, study the products. 
dig down and you know, hit the products or services, whatever it is in the dropdown. If go through every single one, don't just rely on what the career site is telling you. This or, reminds me of the uh, the Eminem song, Lose Yourself. You only get one Eminem, shot. Eminem the rapper? Yeah, Eminem the rapper. You only get one shot. Now it's just a chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Oh, I do like you it. better lose yourself in the moment you I own it. You like it? I played, I used, I used to play that song. Before every interview or client meeting, that Mar song, I mean, that uh, song gets you pumped up. What's Marshall it called again? Mathers. Lose oh yourself. Lose yourself. Yeah. It's actually very inspirational. It like you got one shot, you better not blow it. Vomit on a sweater already. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. Wow. Hit yeah. hit Michael Goldberg up in the DM. Go look him up on LinkedIn, and he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. It's about the job search. Certainly can help you on the talent acquisition and help you do the executive search. But basically, the goal is to provide you with some help, to help get you to your next job faster, doing the things that we all just talked about. And even though we went down rabbit holes, this was a great conversation. I'm super blessed to know the three of you and to be connected to you. And I just can't say enough about tuning into the show. The goal should be to double in size and bring more people on to this show. So put the word out there, tell people about this show. You guys know that later on, like tonight, you can go to YouTube and see this show. Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about who you know. Who you know.